0: Hey everybody, what's going on? And welcome to the I Brew My Own Coffee Podcast. We're the podcast for people who care about coffee. This is episode 35. I'm your host, Brian Sheely. Joining me today, as always, is my good buddy. He's my co-host. He's the connoisseur of cupcakes. He is the splitter of espresso shots, Mr. Brian Bikey. Hello, Brian.
1: Hello, Brian, and hello everybody out there in podcast listener land.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of people. Um, all yeah, of you so-
1: to all podcasts.
0: So normally, uh, we have a guest on. Our last couple of episodes, we had some crazy awesome guests. Uh, This week, a little bit different. Uh, We do not have a guest with us, but we are going to be talking about something very cool that Brian and I are getting started with uh, beginning this very day. Um, But we'll get into that in a minute. As we always do, let's talk about the coffees we've been brewing. Brian, what you brewing?
1: I recently had conversation with uh one of the guys at lineage roasting they are down in florida and i got one of their coffees in and it was a Kanzu from rwanda rwanda and i was really excited about that because we recently well i don't remember did you have the one from huckleberry
0: i did yeah
1: okay so we both had it from huckleberry fantastic coffee delicious coffee uh from rwanda and this lineage one continues on that. So, it's it's really great because I I'm always a little nervous when it comes to coffees from Rwanda because I like African coffees, Ethiopia and Kenya both and Rwanda has the possibility to have really great characteristics similar to those two regions and it also has the possibility to come off maybe a little bit more savory, a little bit more syrupy and all of those profiles I, I'm I'm down with, you know, so it so that's fine. But some of these nice ones, like the kanzu, it's it's got a, a beautiful profile. So a little bit more like an Ethiopian, you know, it's a little floral. Uh, it just kind of reminds me of the color pink. I, I think of candied grapefruit and peach, maybe a little tangerine, and then it, it has just a nice citrus to it, whether it be the tangerine or like a little lime. It's kind of creamy, but a little honeyed. And then as it kind of cools, orange kind of stays in the cup. And it's just got a lot of playfulness. It's got some good complexity. It's just a really nice, clean, enjoyable coffee from Rwanda. And again, I've been kind of admiring them, watching them from afar. I recently browsed their website. I don't know how many they have left, but I would suggest anybody to go to lineageroasting.com and Look at their gear section. I had sent this to you also, but they have this really awesome varietal tee. So a lot of people have probably seen shirts like this where it's just columns and rows of letters, but uh, in, in like a block and like a square. And this is one, but it goes through and it's like Katura, SL28, uh, Marugaipe, Katuai. Like it's just goes through different varietals, which is super nerdy and super perfect mm-hmm. to like, look way cooler than any of your other coffee friends (laughs) so or uh, you know for that no one's gonna understand it but oh shoot they're sold out sorry everybody i got one and it's supposed to arrive tomorrow (laughs)
0: way to go Uh,
1: well everyone go and look at the shirt you could have had Actually, now, te-
0: technically, the small is sold out, uh, but few others are still available. Oh, you're right. I you're am, right. I and am currently, attention. as we speak, I am currently purchasing a medium for myself. I
1: got a large because I am fat.
0: <laughs> I have <laughs> actually been losing
1: weight, so I I'm I'm I was kind of on the edge of what shirt size to get, but I went with the large just to to see. And if not, hey, the mediums are still in stock. Now, they do get these printed lo- from a local um, uh, shirt printer place, so it might just be sold out for now. You know, they might do some yeah. more. But anyway.
0: It'd be hard with a design like that not to keep it going. They're pretty well, pretty I'm, unique. I'm surprised
1: I've not seen anybody, like, talk about this before. You know, there's some really neat shirts out there. Department of Brewology has a lot of really awesome shirts, but, like, this is up there. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not super flashy, but just with all of the cool, nerdy coffee shirts out there, I'm very surprised that I had not seen this before you know, just a week and a half ago.
0: Yeah. Well, I, and I, to be honest, I have not actually visited their site until this very moment. So, uh, I guess I didn't even realize that they were around. So cool. Yeah, a couple
1: of espressos, a couple of single origin offerings, a subscription offering. I got a whole lot of stuff. So nice from Orlando, Florida. I hear that they'll send you tickets to Disney world and in an order. To, they won't.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. Cause, uh, it's really far away from me. So.
1: Right. Well, you have Disneyland near you, right? I do.
0: Come yeah. Right we go all the time. So speaking so, of Disneyland, what have you been brewing? <laughs> speaking of Disneyland, I have been brewing a uh, wonderful and magical uh, Papua New Guinea, actually. Um, I could probably count the number of Papua New Guinea coffees that I've had on two hands. I'd, I don't really get into them very frequently, um, but for whatever reason, when I have, I've really enjoyed them. Um, so this is the Papua New Guinea Mwanti from Spotted Cow Coffee Company. Is this um, the same one that Maxwell used in competition? I believe it is, yes. Um, and it's, uh, it's a really interesting story uh, behind the coffee. It's actually a washed process, but it's before they wash it, it's actually dry fermented for 36 hours. Um, so it doesn't exactly read like a natural. I mean, it does... It does drink very, very much like a washed coffee, but it has a lot of complexity and a lot of, uh, interesting sort of, yeah, I don't know, fruitiness that you might get from a naturally processed coffee, um, definitely starts out with a lot of, uh, floral sort of citrusy qualities and then gets into sort of this cherry acidity, um, with like a juicy stone fruit, like deep stone fruit. Uh, sweetness throughout, and then it's got a really, really long, clean finish um, that just kind of sticks with you, and it's really sweet, um, not unlike you know cane sugar or something like that that just kind of sits with you for a while. I am um, digging it. I actually had it on the ratio this morning, um, and I also got their uh, not to throw another one in unnecessarily, but I also got their naturally processed Guji. Mm. uh which is a blueberry bomb if you're a if you're a fan of somebody who or a fan of coffees that are very blueberry centric this guji natural process is definitely one of those how so, is
1: that uh, compared to their um uh, uh was it uh a
0: yeah the the aramo it's um i don't know it's fairly s- maybe similar i think the aramo was probably more uh fruit forward but the this guji is definitely um yeah, it's a it's a bomb for sure. Um, yeah, so there's that.
1: What did you brew that? Did you brew them both on the ratio?
0: No, I brewed the the Guji on the V60-01. 01. Oh, one. Oh, 01. So before we get into, I guess, uh, the rest of the episode here, the last episode that we had with um, Bethany and Megan uh, from the places that we brew – it was kind of a, a cool episode. We, we had a lot of discussions from folks interested in outdoor brewing and, and go, heading out to go outdoor brewing. Um, I thought I would share just really briefly here my experience. It was kind of surreal that like the weekend after that episode aired, I would actually have the opportunity to brew outdoors. Um, so I actually recently just ran a, a the Ragnar, which is like a 200-mile, 12-person relay race here in Phoenix, and it was a really cool opportunity to go out and spend like thirty six hours straight in the outdoors running with some of my some of my friends. but I decided that I was not going to go without coffee, so I brought all my gear um and I had the opportunity to brew on the Kalita wave one eighty five about seven or eight times while i was while I was out away from the house actively running. Not actively running, because as you pointed out to me uh, privately, that would in- introduce a lot of agitation to the brew. Right. Uh, if I brewed while I was actually running, so uh, yeah, I brought my little camp stove, brought my um, my fellow's kettle with the with the uh, thermometer built into the lid, and uh, yeah, the one eighty five brewed into my my hydro flask, and everything went great. Now it's actually. It was actually cool. I had enough coffee to to share with a bunch of friends, brought some camp cups and it was good.
1: The uh what's the camp now if anyone gets to see the picture that you sent me, I don't know if they will or not, but what is the the camp stove that you use because when you show me the picture it is very very travelable.
0: I know, right? I you know, I need to find the the brand. Maybe I'll throw the link in the show notes here, but it is um it's like a generic off-brand. I don't. I don't know who. It, and does it, it run on a
1: little propane tank too? Yeah, so I you, you just bring see a propane
0: that, tank, um, and it's got like it's a single burner, but it's really tight and compact. I mean, it it'd probably be better if the burner could actually sit on top of the propane tank. Right. Um, now, see, but, just one because one thing I don't like is,
1: and not that there's anything wrong with them really, but there's some of those burners that. They barely even cover the base of a kettle or a pot that you'd put on there, oh, right? Yeah. Like the, the yeah. super small ones. And then, then the other option is, you know, like what I have is a Coleman. It's a double burner. You have as a lid thing. You t- you lift it up, and it becomes like a splash guard sort of thing. Right. But the one that you have is w- what looks like maybe 10 inches or uh, a foot and then just a square. So yeah. it, it covers the whole base of whatever you put on there, but it, it just looks great size
0: yeah it's perfect I, I really enjoyed it and uh it's you know fits into the little box so I throw the box in a in a bag with all the rest of my stuff and it's pretty compact so yeah it was cool uh cool brewing outdoors if if you have found yourself brewing outdoors, we'd love to hear about your story as well um obviously use the hashtag i b m o c talk and we'd uh we'd love to talk to you about your outdoor brewing yeah a couple so. of
1: people either shot us an email or a couple of tags afterwards showed us some pictures of, you know, where they've been brewing, whether it be out on the mountains somewhere or that, you know, some people, they, they spend most of their time out in nature and, you know, that all of their brewing is like that. So that's kind of yeah. cool to see, too. Um, One of our friends, I've talked about him before, though, Josh, he reminded me of Perfect Coffee, which is no longer a thing or got bought and is just quietly, like not existing or whatever that's, it is that's but, the
0: pre-ground yeah the pre-ground you know about coffee? just
1: just kind of carrying on from old conversations too about you know that being a cool option because that is mm-hmm. you know that that was coffee that we saw from ruby we saw yeah. from blue bottle we saw from Stumptown. um so some really cool roasters just dosing a little pouch that you cut open and ground on a you know pre-ground on an ek wow and uh I remember having some good success with those, you know, there were different grind levels, whether it's, I don't remember if Espresso was one, Aeropress and Chemex or something, but I remember just messing with it with the refractometer, just dialing in, you know, a a decent ratio of how much to use with a pack, you know, maybe taking one pack for Chemex and turning it into two smaller pour overs and a Kalita or something, but anyway...
0: That's, that's neither here nor there at this point in time but well that's it's fairly similar to how i actually pack my coffee i didn't i didn't bring my hand grinder out to the run i just uh vac sealed up like nine or 10 little individual doses uh just brought those along with me so It's fairly similar.
1: And I don't know if you followed up with this from the last podcast, but I did go ahead and pick up some of the sudden coffees.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I uh, have not yet, but I've been meaning to. They're supposed to
1: arrive either the day everyone is listening or tomorrow, which should be Friday. So that uh, I will have more to say about that. I'm sure I'll post about it online, but I'll I'll have more to say about that come next episode. I'm still continuing to hear really good stuff about it. So
0: sure. Sure yeah everybody I talked to who's tried it seems fairly positive about it, which seems really interesting for instant coffee, so they must be doing something right so anyway, before we get into really talking about the topic of this episode, the main topic of this episode, um I thought maybe it'd be a good idea since we don't have a guest to just stop for a second and uh you know Brian and I have been doing this podcast for you know quite a while now ever since Alex Carpenter handed off the reins to us, and uh, we just wanted to stop and say thank you to everybody for listening. Um, We've had so much great feedback and uh, really constructive feedback at some points about the show and how we can make it better and uh, topics and thoughts from you guys, and and we've really just loved doing this over the time that we have. Um, You know, we're not coffee professionals. We don't do this thing for a living, Um, so it's really cool just to be able to to use this sort of hobby that we both have to talk about coffee, to interview really cool people doing great things in coffee, um, and to just share our experiences. So from the bottom of, of my coffee filled heart, a big, huge thanks to everybody for, for listening along.
1: Yeah. Thanks for everybody who's made suggestions, who has listened to the podcast, who's interacted with us and shot us emails and, you know, just been supportive The whole time, you know, with Alex and then as we've been maybe changing up some formats and all of that and hopefully continuing to seek out content that people have been enjoying and getting
0: some stuff out of. Yeah. So what we are going to talk about on this episode, and we'll probably try to keep it pretty short, um, but we're going to start a brand new service starting today. Um, it's called I Brew My Own Coffee Recommends. So what is it all about? Um, actually a backstory for the whole reason why we're even beginning this recommendation service. Um, our friend Hannah started a site called Dammit Coffee, which is an interesting name for a, for a coffee related website. Um, but she created Dammit Coffee, which is basically a curated newsletter monthly that goes out to all the people who subscribe to her service. Um, You go onto her site, you fill out a little form about how you like to brew your coffee. And then she was selecting coffees based on the things she's tried. She also had a a few guest curators from time to time come in and pick coffees for people. And then monthly she'd send out a newsletter to all the folks who'd subscribed um, totally free, you know, no charge or anything like that. Talking about a coffee, giving you a link to the roaster's website so that you could buy the coffee. Um, And as it kind of turns out, Hannah got to the point where she was pretty much, you know, done with that project. Um, As, as some hobbies kind of turn out to do, Uh, she was just sort of at, at, you know, looking to move on and do more things uh, with other projects that she was working on. So she reached out to Brian and I, so it it comes,
1: uh, Pretty handy because Brian and I do get to go through a lot of various coffees. So there are a lot of coffee roasters that have reached out to us, but there are a lot of roasters that we still enjoy seeking. And so that that gives a, a lot a large pool that we're able to pull from and just our general interest in coffee and our general interest in seeing what roasters have what at what times. Those things kind of all come together. And allow us to be able to share our experiences that we have, then in turn with you know anyone who signs up and subscribes. So what we'll be doing is uh, the same offering that that she did before too, and we'll be recommending a coffee every month. Or you know we've discussed whether or not we wanted to make it buy uh, or give the option really, and we'll based on your preferences that you fill out, we'll be making a suggestion of a coffee. So simple as that.
0: Yeah, and and these are you know based on the form that you guys are gonna fill out. If you if you go over to ibrewmyowncoffee dot com slash recommends, you'll find the form there that you can fill out. Um, but based on that form, I mean, really, it's just a survey about you know what kind of brewing you enjoy doing, what kind of coffees you like, if you have any regions or roasters that you've particularly enjoyed. Just as much as we can get to know you and your personal preferences. Um, then we can find coffees that fit for you um and in a lot of cases we may not have actually tried all the coffees that we're recommending uh but we kind of keep our eyes peeled and and listen to the chatter online and and when people talk about coffees that you know we're we feel like other people might be interested in trying even if we haven't tried them ourselves you know that might be an opportunity uh for you to get in and and go make a purchase as well So, you know, this is basically just us recommending coffees every month or at whatever period we kind of decide on. I think right now we're talking about doing it every month, but we might increase that at some point. Um, So we're recommending coffees. And what this is not, this is not us selling you coffees. So we're not directly shipping you anything. We're not going to directly, you know, take your credit card information or any of that stuff. Uh, We're just going to give you... A listing of of the coffee that you, we hope you will enjoy, um, some information about it, maybe even information about a particular brew method we might have enjoyed it on, um, and then you know if we decide to throw in some some more links or information or stuff that we've talked to guests about and things that we think you might be interested in in reading, it might grow to be more than just a recommendation email. It might also be you know informational and you know throwing in all kinds of stuff for for you to read if if you'd enjoy that as well.
1: But as we're taking it over, we'll be keeping it, you know, pretty much exactly how it has existed. Yeah. And the the cool thing about this is that anyone who has been listening to the podcast since Brian and I have taken it over, if you have tried any of the coffees that we've talked about, we we try to keep the coffees that we bring up on this show as opposed to online you know online we we talk about a lot more coffees that we're drinking whether it be on instagram or on twitter but here we try and highlight you know something that's really been driving so yep, this will be a good way that you're able to get uh, depending on what preference you're selecting whatever we we found currently to fit into that zone and that doesn't mean that all palettes are going to be similar but to any of those who have tried one of the coffees that we've suggested before if you feel comfortable with the the types of coffees that we're drinking and that we're brewing then we'll hope that you'll end up finding some really really great coffees.
0: Yeah, and like I said, you know, we've we are not just recommending the coffees that we enjoy. Obviously, there's, you know, plenty of other coffee drinkers who enjoy different profiles than what we normally enjoy. Um so we are definitely going to be trying to cater to as many different tastes as possible as part of this recommendation service. Um, And what the really cool thing about this is, is this is not a one-way conversation that we're starting here. Um, This whole I Brew My Own Coffee recommends newsletter is really, I mean, obviously, we're going to be providing you with the information about a particular coffee, but seriously, we would absolutely be thrilled if you would let us know about your experience with it. If you did decide to actually go out and buy this coffee, and brew it up and and you know hey if if you never had any success with it or you thought it was really terrible tell us you know we'd love to know that um or you know hey if you if you brewed it up and you just thought it it blew your mind and you really loved it and you wanted to recommend it to other people you know let us know that too we we really would love to start a dialogue with anyone who subscribes to this service and the cool thing about this service as we're kind of beginning it um, is that there is already a pretty large subscriber base um, that Hannah had been curating for for the time that she had the service. So if you're listening to this episode and you are a current damn it coffee subscriber, uh, we you know, we just want to say, hey, you know we, if we haven't gotten to meet you yet, uh, if we haven't talked online at, at all, um, we'd love to get to know you and if you're gonna subscribe, you know, if you're new to the service, if you're if you're gonna if you're heading over right now to ibrewmyowncoffee slash recommends, you're filling out the form right now. We'd love to talk to you too. Um, just kind of begin this whole community dialogue. It's kind of the first step into a larger effort that Brian and I want to make out of this whole ibrewmyowncoffee website, podcast, blog, whatever we're going to continue to do. Um, so yeah, we're we're really excited about this going forward. And uh, we hope you guys are excited about it, too.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of features that we're kind of tossing around. And again, I mean, it would be cool to hear you all chime in on what you all think about them. One of which Brian already mentioned, which would be if it's a coffee that we've been brewing up to suggest, you know, parameters of or device that has that we've really enjoyed brewing it on. Another thing would be if we were able to start uh, keeping maybe in the newsletter or an off newsletter from the main curation one that would talk about the lineups of various roasters that, you know, we've, we've been able to try. So, you know what they currently have when an offering's fallen off when an offering, if we're able to keep it, keep in touch with these roasters, you know, Oh, maybe there's only another week or two of this Bolivia that we recommended last month. So, you know, and then, then you all would be able to in one place, hopefully see some of those things of when some offerings are coming and going, I don't know. There are a lot of different features that can adapt over time. And like you said, kind of integrate into more of what we would like I brew my own coffee to be.
0: Yep. And so if you want to sign up, uh, we'd love for you to sign up and, and get all uh, ready to go. We are going to try our very, very best to do our first delivery out to the community March 1st. Um, so if you get signed up before March 1st, hopefully, You'll be in the system and we'll have you all ready to go lined up with a coffee uh, for you guys to to check out and, and get get to know. Um, but also, we probably should say we are going to try our very best not to spam you all <laughs> so please just uh, you know if you if you start getting our emails and and you dig them. You know, add us to your contact list, so your your mail service doesn't mark us as spam um that would be really handy as well,
1: so just like we use hashtag i b m o c talk as our talk back with episodes across social media platforms to be able to easily see who's talking about what and I mean it's even easier now that we have instagram uh, account switching, but uh, regardless. That we'll also be using hashtag IBMOC recommends. So whether that be a coffee that you're interested in, that maybe we need to flag to keep an eye on, or a roaster we need to keep an eye on, or if it's based on one of our recommendations that you were able to try, that you picked up, whether you liked it, whether you didn't like it, anything that's related to our IBMOC recommends, we'd love to use that hashtag so we can keep up to date on that as
0: well. Yeah, and this isn't an attention grab or anything like that. I mean, really, honestly, like if you... If you have a coffee that you want us to know about and think that other people would enjoy it too, throw hashtag IBMOC recommends on there. Um, You know, even if we haven't recommended it that, I mean, seriously, like we would love to kind of get more of a, of a survey out there about all the different coffees that are hitting for people um that people are enjoying. And then that way we can hopefully... Helps, helps
1: keep things on our radar so that we can peruse their menu items learn a little bit more about offerings and see who's all enjoying them exactly
0: and part of the goal here too is is to help people experience as many different roasters as possible um, across the U.S. and you know potentially even internationally depending on uh, your preference but uh, it uh, it would definitely be great to really just highlight as many specialty coffee uh, roasters out there doing some great things as possible so um, yeah, just feel free to let us know what you're drinking, what you're loving, uh, and what you think other people would enjoy as well. So.
1: so on the form, there it does have a section of where you are located. So uh, if someone's in Canada, there are several Canadian roasters we'd be able to recommend. Uh, a lot of the roasters we would recommend and have experience with, even though we do get some international coffees in, are U.S.-based roasters. So for the U.S. subscribers, that'll be great. It's accessible to you. For the international roaster or international uh people who have subscribed a lot of those places would ship internationally you'd be able to access those, but for somebody who wants something maybe specific to their region, we'll probably have a little bit less um availability uh, or familiarity with that. That said, there are a lot of countries as as we've uh, times gone by that you and I have tried from so that is growing but you you might uh have more experience uh of, with those roasters than we would yeah so that's just kind of a preface just saying it out right now um maybe that's something that can grow over time so uh and another thing you kind of hit on this earlier too but uh that's convenient as we have guests on too uh we usually ask what they've been brewing but now this gives us another little point in the segments where we can ask them if they have anything they'd like to throw onto the recommends. And so that's something we can kind of do a collection of with, you know, right now we're doing our podcast every other week. So there'd only be two sections for guests to be on and we could, you know, have a recommends section for them too. I know Hannah before had some curations by other roasters or by people who jumped onto Damn It coffee aside from her. And this is kind of a way to integrate that feature, you know, seamlessly into our recommendations as well.
0: So cool. Yeah, it's a real tight episode. Not a whole lot more to talk about, but uh, hey, if you haven't already gone to iBrewMyOwnCoffee.com slash recommends and filled out the form, now'd be a great opportunity to do that. (laughs) All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, We are on Instagram at iBrewMyOwnCoffee. We're on Twitter at BrewMyOwnCoffee. You can go check us out on our website and find the links to this episode's show notes at iBrewMyOwnCoffee.com slash 35. Um, If you haven't already reviewed our podcast in iTunes, we'd love it if you'd do that. Leave us a good review, and uh, we would definitely appreciate it.
1: Until next episode, everybody, have a good night. All right. Take it easy,
0: guys.